Welcome to the Food Freedom Habit Podcast, where you can find freedom from food crazies using nothing but your own brain. With me, Lydia, the Lifestyle Coach. Would you like permanent food and body peace without tracking one trigger or calorie? Whether you're dealing with overeating, binge eating, bulimia, food obsession, body hate, or the endless diet cycle, we do all this without delving into past trauma, starting yet another food plan, or monitoring every meal. Live a free life aligned with your health and values. If you're ready for something real, you're in the right place. All episodes are 100% free, so please subscribe to and review our podcast. Yeah, the lifestyle coach. We are ending eating disorders using nothing but your brain. And we are talking about binge eating and bulimia and overeating and compulsive eating and food addiction and body hate and food obsession, all the mental energy that food takes and all of the mental energy that thinking about your body and being worried about your body and your weight takes and all of the energy that the food planning and the trying to not binge and the trying to figure out all the ways to try to not binge and then to try to recover from a binge takes and being able to get all of that out of your life so that you can have peace, that internal peace where you can feel comfortable in your own body, in your own skin, where you can have a size of clothes that is in your closet that continues to fit because you're not yo-yoing up and down all the time. It's being able to wake up in the morning and know that food is a complete non-issue that you will be able to say yes to invitations, go out with people that you care about, keep plans, and have peace. It's a really, really wonderful and beautiful thing, and that is what we are doing here. So we are going to talk about a really prevalent subject of when you have a struggle with food, how it turns into with your relationship with yourself and your relationship with others. And there is a phenomenon that happens because of shame. And shame is the number one feeling. And we've been doing this for a long time. In like the last like five, 6,000 people that we've worked with, we see overall, and I've, I've been there as well, but it's not just about me, right? It's about like the data of literally like the many, many, many people all around the world that have had an eating disorder and have worked with us and don't have an eating disorder anymore. And so the number one feeling and emotion that comes up surrounding food and surrounding body and surrounding what's happening with food and being out of control with food is shame. And shame, if you think of like the emotional guidance scale, right? Like every emotion sort of has its own vibration and there are higher vibrations um, like purpose, love, joy. There are lower vibrations and one of the very lowest is shame. And so this struggle with food literally takes us into one of the most miserable and torturous emotional states daily, which is shame. And because there's shame, this is how we react. Shame turns into secrecy and it turns into hiding. That's the nature of shame. Shame breeds silence. When we feel shame, we don't wanna talk about it. We don't wanna be seen. We want to be able to hide that. It's a shameful feeling. And so the hiding and the secrecy goes along with that. But you're there. You're there binging. 
You're there putting the food in your mouth. You're the one feeling out of control. You're the one waking up the next morning all puffy because of all of the carbs that you binged on and all of the salt and all of the sugar and feeling awful. You're there the whole time. And so what starts happening is it destroys our relationship with ourselves because the shame that we feel, we start hiding from ourselves. We start detaching from ourselves. We start not looking or noticing or being aware of ourselves. And we do the same thing with others. So when it comes to eating, it a lot of times turns into night eating, right? Everyone's in bed, you know, my partner's in bed, the kids are in bed, and that's where I'm gonna eat because I can eat when nobody will see me and when I can make this a secret. Oh, the family's gone or they're out of town or I'm out of town, traveling in airports, nobody can see me, I'm anonymous. That's a lot of times where it feels like a big struggle because we're trying to navigate the shame that we feel. We don't know how to stop compulsively eating. We don't know how to stop the urges to binge but then we're trying to manage it in our lives where how can we do this at a time where we're not seen so much and where that shame is minimized at least to nobody else can see it. So a lot of times that turns into night eating, secret eating, hiding in the closet or the pantry eating. You know, um, it turns into us going out with a group of friends and ordering a salad with dressing on the side, just the grilled chicken, please leave off the carrots. Oh, well, no, those vegetables are grilled. Leave them off. I want to avoid oil. And us sitting there and daintily, but obsessively, and going crazy inside, eating a salad while everyone else has, like, the thing that the restaurant is famous for on their plate and is super enjoying it and is saying, this is awesome. And we're like, you know what? I could have gone and gotten a dry head of lettuce and some grilled chicken from the grocery store and made this at home. But I'm still gonna have this super bland thing here because in front of people, this is how I eat. And you're watching everyone else eat and enjoy and you're watching them leave fries on their plate and you're watching them decide like, oh, this dessert is too sweet. Does anyone else want some? I'll share. And inside, it's just like, is no one else obsessed with food right now? Is no one else just thinking of what's on everyone else's plate and the people next to us and what's on their plate? And how did those people leave that table and pay their check and leave all of those? Uh, there's half a sandwich there. Like, well, that's just going to get thrown away. And you're thinking about all of the food stuff. And you're thinking about how broken you feel because everyone else seems to be able to talk with each other and not be thinking about all the food. And you feel incredibly deprived because you're eating this super dry, awful salad and saying, oh, I love it so much. And I love feeling healthy and everyone's like, oh my gosh, how do you have so much self-control? And then you go home once you're away from everyone and you binge. You eat 10 yogurts and then handfuls and handfuls of grapes and then a hundred almonds and then you're like, screw it, I've already blown it. That's so many calories anyway. I was trying to be healthy, but that's not gonna work. And so then you dive into the chocolate and then you dive into the cookie dough and then you dive into all of the things that you said that you would never eat, but I might as well just get the rest out of the house and well, these are my kids' snacks, but I can replace them the next day and I'm gonna fix everything tomorrow. And you're binging in secret because the shame was so great that you couldn't eat a pound of chocolate in front of the people, you ate this really unenjoyable, unfulfilling meal, and then you came home and you binged. And that's how that cycle of shame works. 
So with others, we tend to get more and more isolated because it gets to a point where like we don't want to go out, like we don't want to be exposed to people, we don't want to, we don't want to be exposed to food, and then we're trying to binge in all the times where nobody knows. I mean, we've coached women who have been binge eating and purging for 40 years, four zero, and they have been married for 40 years, four zero. And their partners have no idea. Nobody knows that mom goes into her own private bathroom after dinner, throws up her food, has three ways that her heart can stop right then, instant death. Like, nobody knows that. It's this level of shame where we get so good at hiding it, and sometimes it even becomes like a badge of honor, a badge of pride, like how good we are at hiding this. People ask me, how do you stay so so thin? How do you stay so fit? Wow, how do you have that self-control Will you always eat a salad? You're not eating a salad when you get home, when it's midnight, like you're binging and then either purging or you're exercising so much the next day and people see you eating salads and exercising, but they don't see you binging and then hating yourself for it. So we have this front that is what we want people to see. And then we have this incredible shame of what we know is actually happening. So with other people, we try to hide it. But then what do we do with ourselves? We were there for every single one of those hundred almonds, for every single one of those pieces of chocolate, for every single one of those you know, little packages of gummy things that I'll just have one more, I'll just have one more. Well, protein bars are healthy, I'll just have one more, I'll have one more. Like we were there the whole time. And so we start hiding from ourselves. And this is, this is how it is. We start living from the neck up. We don't pay attention to our body. We start losing track with how we feel. We used to just hate the way that we woke up and we felt so puffy and we felt so awful and we were beating ourselves up after a binge and we had all these digestive issues because we're hurting ourselves and we're giving ourselves an autoimmune disorder and we're giving ourselves IBS because of all of these awful things that we're doing. And everyone's like, oh, such a mystery of how you're getting all of these health issues. You're so healthy, but inside we know I'm doing it to myself and we're feeling so bad. And then after a while, Especially, I mean, we specialize in helping women who have struggled over 40 years. And so we see this progression happening like over decades, right? After a while, you start ignoring your own body. You start just living in your head and you dress your body in flowy black things and you have lots of stretchy things in your closet and you are completely out of touch with yourself because you're feeling so much shame that you lose touch with your own self, with your own body. And then we start checking out. Instead of being present in a binge and being like, oh my gosh, what am I doing? I have to stop, this is so horrible. We just know we're gonna do it and we give up because we don't know how to stop it and we lose touch. It's almost like blacking out, wake up the next morning, oh yeah, I guess I binged last night. And we just totally get out of touch. We numb out. We just go right to the food. We're not trying to fight it anymore. We get up the next morning. We say, okay, well, I'll never do that again. And then we do it again. And then we get numb to that feeling of breaking our promises over and over. We lose touch with our bodies. We lose touch with our minds and our emotions. We 
experience the side effects of it, right? It's like the depression starts, the anxiety starts, and then we start taking medication for the depression that happened in the first place because of so much shame, because of all of our years of eating so awful. And then the medication for the depression numbs us out even more. So now we have like a pill that is helping us to be even more numb. And so we numb out and then we keep binging and we feel bad about it and we're experiencing the anxiety and the depression and maybe that was a panic attack, but I'm not really in touch with myself, so I don't really know. And then we experience that, but then we just keep on numbing out more and more. And if we feel worse, then we numb out more instead of fixing the problem because we don't know how to fix the problem when we're at this place of hopelessness. A lot of times that's why it's connected with like, I'm going to binge and I'm going to watch something. I'm going to watch, you know, video after video, or I'm going to binge on Netflix while I binge on food. It's another way to hide from ourselves and ignore what we're doing. The shame is so great that it's not enough to hide it from other people. We're hiding it from ourselves. And a really difficult point in this process is that with anything that we are trying so hard to hide, and with anything with so much shame associated with it, that there is a point where we can't hide it anymore. If you purge and it gives you a stroke and you're in the hospital, you've got to explain to your family why healthy mom had a stroke. When you have to get your teeth replaced, you have to explain why healthy, like model of fitness, how do you stay so healthy, is getting all of her teeth replaced. We have had women who have for like a, a decade, I mean like binged and exercised and binged and exercised and that long because they did so much to try to be healthy, their metabolisms lasted that long. Whereas in like, even with all of the strain they were putting on themselves, they binged and then they exercised and they were able to maintain the same weight. And then overnight, we had a woman that we coached where it was literally within a week span. She had been binging for a really long time. And within like a week long span, she just saw she the binging didn't change. She was binging the same. She was working out the same, but her metabolism was just done. It was just over. She's like, we cannot do this anymore. And she started gaining 10 pounds a week, 10 pounds a week. That means in five weeks, that's 50 pounds. And she'd already seen that happen. She was gaining 10 pounds a week rapid weight gain. And the difficult thing about whether it happens at the beginning or whether it happens after a little while because we've broken our metabolisms and we've pushed up our set point weight and we've like, you know, down-regulated all the calories that we used to be able to burn and we've like terrified our bodies with so many diets that it's just not working anymore. The thing that used to have us lose weight always, it was our go-to because it was such an extreme diet and yeah, it's kind of dangerous and yeah, it's not legal in this country, but you know, wouldn't it be better this than to gain, gain weight? Even those extreme measures, the scale doesn't budge. In fact, it starts going up. So the hard thing about this is that there comes a time where it's extremely visual, where we might still hide our eating, but we can't hide our bodies. We can't hide our health. We can't hide that we are larger every single time that somebody sees us. We can't hide that our hair is falling out. We can't hide that our nails are so incredibly thin. We can't hide that we don't look well. We can't hide that we're having panic attacks. We can't hide anymore. And so the shame is it keeps building. We hide from others, we hide from ourselves, but that only lasts so long. And then it comes to a point where everyone knows. And 
one reason that I decided to do this live feed today, you guys. And I just wanted to welcome you guys on. Hello, it's so fun to see all of you here. Feel free to say hello or comment or all of that stuff. It's great to have you live in this community. One reason that I decided to choose this topic to get it today is because sadly, I mean, it's, it's a great time to get your freedom anytime, absolutely. But sadly, a lot of times when people come to us and they're ready to change, it's because they're at that point where they can't hide it anymore. Everyone knows. Whether it's they were a really healthy person, right? And now they have diabetes and everyone's like, how do you have type two diabetes? I thought you were so healthy. And then it's like the shame of like, it's showing up in your health, what's been happening in secret or with the rapid weight gain starting or when dieting doesn't work anymore and there's no way to lose weight or when the secret is out and just everyone is just so terrified. Like it's a lot of times at that point where somebody reaches out for help and they finally get free from this and it's a beautiful thing. And they come to us and we show them in the span of about two months, everything they need to do and practice. And then they, they do and they practice it. And then they don't have an eating disorder anymore. And it's a really beautiful process. But the number one thing that we hear is, I wish I would have found this sooner. I wish I would have known this sooner. So what I really wanted to encourage you guys is like, wherever you're at on the shame spectrum, if you're maybe still managing, I'll put that in quotes, your weight, if you still think that you can keep this a secret, if you're like, well, at least I'm not you know, gaining weight yet, or at least I don't have any health issues, all the time we hear, like, you know, when we ask somebody, you know, has this shown up in your blood work yet? You know, it's like, where are you at with health issues? Like for those who it hasn't, they are shocked. They're like, I have no idea why it hasn't. Like I binge on sugar every day and I am amazed I don't have diabetes yet but it's only a matter of time until something happens. You can't just keep on doing that to your body. So what I really wanted to encourage all of you listening to this is the solution is gonna be the same. The things that never worked are not gonna work. Dieting has never worked. Dieting, the longer that you do it, the larger overall you will get. You teach your body, there's a 33% chance every single time you go on a restrictive diet, you're pushing up your set point weight, you'll be permanently heavier. Like you can, diet however many times you want. It's going to cause more damage every single time. It's not about, you know, delving into your past. We've had women who have done 25 years of therapy, gained hundred pounds, eating disorder never went away, worked with us for a handful of weeks, six, eight weeks. They were done and free. Like the things that you keep on going back to that feel like band-aids, like, well, that are band-aids, but feel familiar, right? It's like, oh, well, maybe there's something wrong with me and I just have to try this one more time. It's like, no, you did it full out, at least the first time. And yeah, maybe you lost the weight, but if it all came back, then it didn't work. Especially if it all came back plus some. It anti-worked. <laughs> it didn't work. It made things worse. If you look at it overall, it's like, I went and I did this diet. I lost 50 pounds. I gained back 60, 60 pounds. What you really did is you spent a year of your life gaining 10 pounds. That's, that's what happened. That was the, that was the end result. You might have lost 50 and gained 60 in the meantime. That's hard too. That's really hard on your body. But it's like what the end result is you are 10 pounds heavier than you were a year ago. So the key is to stop the things that have never worked and to finally get at the root of the issue and end it. 
the real solution to the shame is to end what's causing the shame. Like you can go on a journey of personal development. You can get certified as a life coach. You can go on a yoga retreat. You can become a yoga instructor. You can work on loving yourself. You can spend the next 20 years of your life managing that shame and feeling a little better about that shame. But that is extremely ineffective because you're just trying to manage dealing with the shame all the time. What you can do is you can eliminate the thing that was causing the shame. When you don't break your promises anymore, when you don't eat out of control, when you're not hiding anything anymore, when you don't do things that you feel shame about, it eliminates the shame. And I know that sounds very logical and simple, but look around at what we are trying to do in our world and putting all these band-aids of like, okay, well, I feel the shame, so I'm going to numb it. Well, I feel the shame, so I'm going to try to manage it. I feel the shame, I'm going to go on a spiritual journey so I could, you know, do this or do that. It's like, just get rid of the thing that the shame was coming from. Like we have had hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of women who we have now ended their eating disorders. They're completely free. And all of these things that they thought were issues just went away when they ended the thing that was creating the issues. So we have had women that have been on anxiety medication since they were little kids that have no anxiety anymore because the anxiety was because of like all of this fear around food and body. We've had people that have gone to decades of therapy that they're like, oh, why would I go to therapy anymore? I'm not sad anymore. I'm not depressed anymore. I don't feel shame anymore. We've had women that have spent their entire lives under this oppressive perfectionism and never feeling good enough and always feeling awful. And yeah, they went on a whole journey to try to improve themselves and they still felt bad about themselves, but they were still hurting themselves every day with food. And once they stopped hurting themselves with food, once they stopped causing all of these diseases and disorders and you know the things that came from at their own hand, out of control, hurting themselves with food, guess what? They feel happy and they feel free. And I'm not saying that everything is like magic and rainbows. That's not what life is. Lots of hard things happen in life. But you can deal with those things when you're not hurting yourself. Are you going to be hurt by others in your life? Yes. If others are hurting you and you're hurting yourself at the same time, that's a lot harder to deal with. If you're not hurting yourself and somebody else is hurting you, you can deal with that. Get out of that situation. Like you have your physical health, you have your mental energy, you have your spiritual well-being to be able to do that. If you have some really hard things happening in life, but 80% of the hard things that are happening in life are things you're doing to yourself, like obsessing about your weight and yo-yo dieting up and down and feeling so broken and binging every day and purging sometimes and worrying that it's gonna kill you, but then sort of ignoring that because you're numbing everything and taking all this medication. Because like, what if we just got rid of like, the 80% of the problems that we were causing ourselves. And once those are gone, then the other 20% of like the real life problems, we can deal with them in such a wonderful, fantastic, expansive and joyful way. So it's about really getting to the root of, it's like, what is causing the shame? What is causing the shame? And sure, there might be some other things. Maybe there was something way back in your past and you can sort that out, but do a little experiment. Go and sort that out. 
and see if you're still binging and see if you still feel shame from that. If it's like, oh, okay, well, then maybe it wasn't all that thing. One thing that people misunderstand about this dynamic with food is that we live in a world where the conventional wisdom, which is one of the least effective ways to fix this problem, like it doesn't fix the problem, it makes the problem worse, it perpetuates the problem. But this idea of it's not about the food, it's not about the food. It's about your past. It's about your emotional issues. It's that you don't have coping mechanisms. And thousands, thousands of times over, like we've had people come to us and be like, I sorted out all those things. I've got coping mechanisms. I dealt with my emotions and I'm still binging. It is about the food. It's about the, the thing that you don't want to do. Like, I don't want to compulsively eat stuff. I don't want anything to make me binge. I don't want to hurt myself with food anymore. It really is about ending that. It's not about some deep-seated thing that if you got rid of, then the food thing would just magically fix itself. Over and over and over, that has been proven. That doesn't work because people fix their stuff and they still have the food issues. How many thousands of people have come to us and said, I'm so successful in every area. I have an incredible family. I have a great partnership. I have an amazing career. I've been so successful. I'm educated. And I haven't been able to enjoy any of that because there's this one thing with food that is holding me back. It's like the one thing I can't get a handle on. And it is about that thing. When you get a handle on the food thing, then you get to fix that thing. It's not, okay, well, I'm gonna go and search in all the different places. like. If you're looking for your keys and your keys are on the table and you're like, well, I'm just going to search everywhere else besides where they are, you can search for your whole life. You're not going to find them. You've got to deal with the thing. You've got to go to where it is. And so what we do is we end, we end this problem with food and it is about the food. It is about the very pattern that leads you up to the food. It's not about like the perfect meal plan. You've done that a million times. That hasn't worked, right? That's just about trying to control it. It's about the pattern and the cycle around food. So we, we teach our clients very simply two principles at the very beginning that pretty much end the problem. <laughs> and then everything else on top of that is just to support those things. We teach them how to end in the moment the urges to binge. And then we teach them how to keep those urges from coming back. Poof, done, done. I mean, yes, it's come from a whole bunch of experience and it's come from hundreds and hundreds of people saved of how to effectively teach those things, right? It's like people don't know how to do that on their own. That's why we exist because this is something you need to be coached through and taught and there's a lot of nuance to it. But it's just as simple as that. Once no urge in the moment can make you binge, no thought, no feeling, no compulsion to make you binge can actually make you do it, then you're free. And then when those urges don't even come back anymore, then you don't even have the problem. Over, done, fine. And a wonderful side effect of that is you don't have to live with the shame anymore. There's no food shame, there's no body shame. There's just a really wonderful, profound peace that you get to enjoy every day of your life, knowing that you got the help you needed to fix this problem. And so I really wanted to touch on this subject today because for anybody who wants to be done with this, I would just encourage you, don't wait till it gets worse. We live in a world that 
really says, you know, put everyone before yourself, before you get this fixed, keep on putting off, getting the help that you need. Oh, well, you know, you can fix this on your own. You're such an expert. There's so much information out there. How long are you willing to wait? One of our favorite clients ever. She's just, she's so great. I just love her. She came to us six months after seeing this problem come up in her life. Six months. She's super smart. She's a scientist. <laughs> like she's literally a scientist. She saw this issue with food come up. It was six months where she's like, oh, this is turning into an eating disorder. This isn't okay. I don't want this to ruin any of my life. It's been six months. I see that this is a real problem. And then she fixed it. She came to us and got the real help that she needed. She didn't say, I guess I'll take 10 years and do what I know is not going to work and I'll just do diets over and over. Maybe I'll take another 25 years and I'll, you know, delve back to all of this. She's like, okay, these people say that they fix it all the way. So I don't have the problem anymore. That's what I want. So after six months, she came to us a couple more months. She was free. Yeah. So what I would really encourage you to do is don't wait. Like we sometimes, well, this comes with the numbing as well. We don't think about that. We're going to die. Like, whether it's, I mean, of course, killing yourself with food is a horrible, it's an awful thing. But either way, whether it's that or another way, we are all going to die. We're all going to die. You get a limited amount of time on this planet, in this body, in this life, and you have no idea how long that is. You may have one more hour to live. You may have one more day to live. You may have 50 more years to live. However that plays out, you don't get those days back every single day that goes toward this struggle with food and this distraction is a day you do not get back. So what if you fixed it now? What if instead of saying, you know what, if I tried another year or another 10 years, maybe I could figure it out on my own. Maybe. Why would you waste those 10 years? Like, it's about really being able to live free. But I sort of feel like I'm in like passionate convincing mode and I don't want to be there. <laughs> I'm not here to convince anyone. I just, I see what we see. Every single day, we get to see people free of this. And so whatever is coming up in your mind of why you should delay, of why, okay, well, maybe I'll just deal with this shame a little bit longer. Just decide, like end the thing that is creating that shame. And here is the step-by-step -step plan and how you do that. Number one is you must get the foundation of freedom. The foundation of freedom is where everything is built on. And you can actually book a free breakthrough session where we are going to walk you through how to get that foundation of freedom. We're gonna get super clear on the cycle that's happening right now. And we're gonna get super clear on really your freedom on the other side of this for you as an individual in your life. And then if we can get you to the other side of this and show you how to be free, then we will. If not, we'll know where to best direct you. But either way, you're going to have that foundation of freedom. So what you're going to do is you're going to go to lydialifestyle.com slash session. That's lydialifestyle.com slash session. And you can book a free breakthrough session. We have a huge demand for our help. So pick a, pick a time where you know you can be present, where you can show up, have privacy, take some notes, really give yourself the gift of this time. We are giving this incredible gift to you. We are giving you our time and our expertise and really let this be a gift for yourself. And then just guard that time. There's always going to be something that comes up in life and you deserve that time. You deserve that. We have a huge demand for our help. So we don't usually allow, you know, people to like, um, you know, rebook and like those sorts of things, like pick a time and really show up for yourself there. Now, once you get the foundation of freedom, then it depends 
on what that foundation is of what you do from there. And we can help you on that session to know so you're super clear on next steps of how to fix this. But that is where everyone starts, is getting the foundation of freedom to be done with your eating disorder, to end. And you don't have to call it an eating disorder if you don't want to. Call it being a chocoholic, call it compulsive eating, call it food addiction, call it all or nothing, whatever you want to call it. If you struggle with food, that is the next step for your freedom. And this is Lydia, the Lifestyle Coach, signing off. Bye, guys. Mwah. Thanks for tuning in. If you felt a spark here and want to see how these principles can work in your own life, here is your next step. Pop over to LydiaLifestyle.com slash session. That's LydiaLifestyle.com slash session, where you can book a free session with our team. We'll give you a call and together find clarity on three things. One, the exact cycle you keep getting sucked into. Two, what isn't working with your approach. And three, what's missing to close the gap between food prison and food freedom. We have helped free hundreds of women all over the world from their food struggles. These are proven principles that work, no matter how long you've been stuck. This is Lydia, the Lifestyle Coach, signing off. Mwah!